What's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Dog Mom Mentality, where we strive to play with dogs and not emotions. I am your virtual bestie, Caroline, and I have my furry friend here, Layla, and we are going to give you a break from your day to talk about all things dogs and emotional well-being. If you have ever been emotionally affected by your dog, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, my virtual besties. I hope you are having a great day. You're enjoying your day. You've got to play with your dog today or you have time allotted to play with your dog, whatever the case may be. Play with your dog (laughs) if you didn't catch the memo. Anyways, I'm going to keep this intro a little bit on the short and sweet side. I have just had this feeling lately to give myself a break give myself some space, give myself some time. Um, And it's actually really helped my energy, my creativity. And I just felt like this would be a good week to just do a little bit of a short and sweet intro and send you along your merry way to listen to this episode. So last week's episode was with Rachel and it was about her and her dog, Chessie. And this week's episode is actually with Rachel's twin sister, Lizzie. So Lizzie and her dog, Obi, are a training loving duo who live outside of Philadelphia. You may know them as Obi the Aussie Pup on Instagram. And Obi is a two-year-old Aussie who loves adventuring and they are involved in a lot of different dog sports, including agility, dog diving, and fast cats. Lizzie says training and dog sports have really built their bond and relationship, and without Obi, the pandemic would have been totally different for her. Lizzie says he is 100% a mama's boy, super cuddly, and is her heart dog through and through. So this episode is all about dog sports, pandemic puppies, balanced training methods, Uh, different kinds of comments on Instagram from those balanced training methods and just the overall dog Instagram community as a whole. So this episode covers a wide variety of topics. Very, very fun to take the similarities and differences from uh, Rachel, our past guest, and Lizzie, the guest on this episode, and kind of compare and contrast them since they are twins. It was really interesting to do uh, both of their interviews in such a short time frame and then release these episodes back to back so that I could really hear just the the differences and similarities between them. It was really, really nice. And they talk about both of their dogs pretty frequently. So if you listened to last week's episode, you will hear that Lizzie mentions uh, Chessie or Chesapeake, which is Rachel's dog from last week's episode. So super fun. And before we get into this week's episode, I do want to say just a big thank you to everyone who has continually supported the podcast and has been following us on Instagram and has been super supportive of the shirts that I'm coming out with, the journal I'm coming out with. The shirts will be out for launch soon, so please keep an eye out on Instagram for that, and the journal will be coming in the next couple to few months. Not for sure on a date yet, but I do know that the launch for the shirts will be at the end of April at least by the first week of May. So be on the lookout. Anyways, we are going to get into this week's episode with Lizzie. It is no secret that we all get stressed out sometimes, and I will be the first to say that sometimes I get stressed because of my dog. Whether it's we're out for a walk and something happens or somebody runs up to us, or maybe I just have a lot of meetings throughout the day and then Layla is being super needy so I get very overstimulated. I feel like we've all had those moments. When this happens, I like to have a little routine where I light a candle or do some aromatherapy, 
Maybe I'll get my journal out and ready to write. And then I grab my phone and go to the Open app. Open is a mindfulness studio and app that features a variety of classes in meditation, yoga, Pilates, and breath work. Right now, my favorite is the breath work. You can filter it to be the time of day. So maybe in the morning, I will do some breath work or a meditation to give me more energy. And then at night, I will do something that calms me down a little bit. I especially love it because it is so aesthetically pleasing to look at and they also have new classes uploaded every day. One of the coolest features is that you can do a live class and invite a friend and you can do the class virtually together. I would love if you joined me on the open app and you can get a 30 day free trial using my code DMM30. You can find them by searching on the app store open a mindfulness studio or go to their website, go.o-p-e-n.com slash dmm30. And of course, the links to all of this are in the show description. If you do decide to join, please make sure to use my code dmm30 for a 30-day free trial. All right, today we have Lizzie with us, and I actually just recorded with her sister, so it's kind of funny that like all of this is happening at the same time, but we're going to talk about some different things, some pandemic puppy stuff, some sport dog stuff, um, balanced training stuff, so I'm really excited to get to talk to you today and learn a bit more yeah. about you and Obi. so thanks for coming on. Of course, I'm so excited to finally be here um, and talking to you. So it's been a long time coming, I feel like. Right. Yep, for sure. Yeah. So if you want to go ahead and tell us a bit about you and Obi and like how you are, how you all are doing and like what you're up to. Yeah. Yeah. So we're good. Um, Obi just turned two in January. Um, and I feel like he's officially not like really a baby dog, even though mm-hmm. I still call him my baby dog. He's like, starting to like mellow out and be more of an adult dog than a puppy, which is crazy. Um, we're doing well. We're really into agility right now. Um, although we don't have our next trial until May, but um, doc dieting season just started. So that's exciting. Uh, we have some fun trips coming up and Yes, yeah, so I'm just really looking forward to the warmer weather because once it warms up, we can do a lot more outside, like hiking and yeah. For sure. Do you guys go hiking a lot? Uh, yes and no. It depends on what, how many trials I yeah. sign us up for. <laughs> so sports um, take, take, uh, take yeah, priority. <laughs> well, well, yes and no, actually. So my husband, he works um, the overnight shift. He works third shift. So his schedule last year, so all of last summer, he still worked. Um, he worked Monday night through Friday night. So he would work from midnight to eight um, Friday night. So then on Saturdays, he would have to sleep like at least half the day to be like yeah. a normal functioning human. Um, so I, I like I can hike with Obi alone, but I would prefer to hike with somebody else, you know, just like, especially because it's so busy and like, don't get me wrong. There's days that I'm like, oh, I love hiking, which is Obi, mm-hmm. but like, I, you know, so that's why last summer I feel like we rarely hiked, but that was just because his work schedule was crazy. So now right. he is, um, he's Sundays through Thursdays. So he has the whole weekend off. So he has Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, and that's really nice. So this summer, I feel like it's going to be a little bit different. He can do a lot more with us now. Um, so, so yes, we'll probably hike a lot more this summer than we definitely did last summer. Sorry. No, that's <laughs> exciting. That is really exciting. Yeah. Don't be sorry. Yeah, no, that's really exciting. And like, I feel you about hiking with the dog by yourself. I actually yeah. just took Layla on our first hike like just me and Layla where I let her off leash for like the majority of time because I've taken her hiking before, but I've always kept her on leash. And so this was Uh the first time that I was like, I'm going to like, like really trust her. Like I feel good about like where we're at today, like in sync. And she was off leash for like 80% of the time and it like was really, really good. So 
like I don't think I would do that all the time. It's like right. definitely on yes. like a case by case basis. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because I of definitely course. feel more comfortable if somebody else is there with me to like yeah, exactly. watch and just right. manage the yeah. environment with me. Yeah. Even just like having Rachel with me is like right and Chessy, even though we both have dogs that we're like responsible for. It's just like another person. So mm-hmm. and I just, you know, I always think like in like I know it's a terrible thought, but like in the back of my head, like I'm alone. I'm a girl on a trail by myself with a dog that doesn't look very scary because yeah. he looks very pretty. So like, it just, you know, not that I want to think like we don't live in a bad area, but it's just a thought that always crosses my head. Like just, you know, I'm mm-hmm. by myself. So yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. I always make sure I have service if I go hiking yeah. and like, yep. or I tell somebody like I'm in this exact spot. Me like, too. Yeah. Make sure if that you, you don't hear back from me in me. like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something happened. Please. Yeah. Send out somebody. So yep. something SOS. happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is exactly how I feel too. So you said mm-hmm. that Obi just turned two in January. Let's see, Layla yeah. turned two in the the last day of October so or October okay. 30th so like okay. the end of October yeah. so she's just like a few months older than Obi and I feel like Obi. a lot of people um that I'm friends with on Instagram like have dogs in that similar age range yeah so, I agree yeah um, did you know that like you were gonna have a pandemic puppy or did you no. like, go into the pandemic and then decide to get Obi no, so we, um, my husband and I got married in August of 2019. And we said after we got married, we were going to start the search for a puppy. And so I found Obi's breeder in October. And um, she was due to have the puppies in January. And then obviously, we would bring Obi home in March. And so, no, had no idea that we were going into the pandemic. Like, you know, I didn't, we didn't even know the pandemic was really a thing until we were on our way up to go get him. And like, everything was starting to get like, kind of weird. And we're mm-hmm. like, this is, you know, like, this is weird, but it's gonna, it's gonna blow over in right. like two weeks. Like, um, I remember that Friday before we left to go get him because he was in Connecticut and we live in PA. So mm-hmm. it was like about three and a half hours to go get him and um that Friday like my our bosses had actually sent us home from the office early because they were like you know like things are like starting to look a little weird like people are staying home so how about you guys like work from home for the next week and then we'll reevaluate things mm-hmm. and um yeah I never went back into the office after that so you know like did not expect to have did not expect for things to happen the way they happened. Like it was not intentional. I had a dog like walker scheduled to come three times a day to walk him. Um, I had potentially picked out doggy daycares that, you know, before mm-hmm. I knew, you know, the ramifications of doggy daycares. Um, yeah, I had everything figured out that I thought I would need from working in an office and having a dog at home. And um never needed to use any of that. So that's yeah, crazy. crazy. Yeah. I'm curious what weekend was it that you went and picked up OB? Do you remember? March 14th. Yeah. March 14th. That's so it was crazy weekend. because I was supposed to come to Philadelphia that weekend. For no a concert. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Oh I was gosh. supposed to come. What concert? To, um, Sturgill Simpson. He's like a rock country type singer. Um, And I was supposed to come to Philadelphia and I was still in college. So we were like, that was going to be the start of our spring break. And like we were, everyone was getting ready, like to, to leave for spring break. And we were like, oh, we're so excited to like go to this concert. They canceled the day before the day before. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's crazy. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. It was. And even when we were going to pick up OB, which is just like one of the reasons, I mean, I guess it's the pandemic, but OB's breeder had um, a litter of puppies that was born, I want to say like a month after OB. And they were only five and a half weeks. And she was having everybody come that was getting a puppy from that litter to come take them home. So, oh, wow. That day. 
Yeah. Obi was nine weeks when we brought him home. Mm-hmm. But the we- reason he was nine weeks was because I had taken a whole week off of work um, because I wanted to like, you know, like get him on a schedule and whatnot and just like be there. Um, especially because he was my first dog. I was like mm-hmm. really going into this blind. Um, so when we went up there, she's like, we were the first ones there because we had spent the night in Connecticut because I wanted to get him and then immediately come home. And I didn't want to be in the car for like seven plus hours. So we went up and got him. Or we went Friday the night before, stayed in the Airbnb and then picked him up at like 7.30 in the morning on Saturday oh and then drove home. Yeah. But we also couldn't sleep because we were so excited. Mm-hmm. We we're like, you know, we're getting our dog. So it is really exciting. Um, yeah. So he was nine weeks and all of his litter mates were gone. Like he was the last one from his litter left. So, yeah. So yeah. you, you, ha- you knew that you were going to get a dog, but you did not know that he was going to be a panda puppy. No. Had so no interesting. Clue. No clue. Yeah. Yeah. So, I know a lot of people got puppies because of the pandemic, but right. we were not that we weren't doing that. Yeah. Yeah, we got Layla in February. And so then a month later, the pandemic happened. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we, like, we also didn't realize she was going to be a pandemic puppy. Um, But it did, like, I think it did affect her, like, socialization and, like, a few different things like that, like exposure to, to various things. But I also don't feel like I was very prepared for, like, what you should do with a puppy, like, I figured like, I feel like now if I had a puppy, I would be like, okay, we need to do like all these things. And I would look back and be like, I never did this with Layla as a puppy, Yeah, but you live and you learn. Yep. Exactly. We all do. Yeah. There's, I mean, we'll get into it, but there's so many things I plan on doing differently when we have the second one. So, right. Yeah. Right. So a lot of the like reason that I know so much of these things now um, is because of Instagram, Instagram? Like, seeing, seeing people, seeing yep. what they're doing with their dog. And yeah. you have an Instagram for Obi and you grew you. pretty fast in 2020, 2021 yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah. So has that like came with any pressures socially or personally? And do you ever feel like it's like a comparison game between you and other people on Instagram. So we did grow super fast. Um, To be honest, I'm not even really sure how, um, other than the fact that he was cute. And like, (laughs) I did share a lot of like training, but like, not, I wasn't, I don't think I was like overboard crazy with it. Just, Mm -hmm. so I started it in March when he came home of 2020. And by June, 2020 we already had over 10,000 followers wow so So just like a few months yeah literally a few months of having him we grew super fast and then um once I did start sharing about balance training we definitely slowed down a lot um Mm -hmm. because I wasn't sharing those cute catchy caption pictures you know very cliche funny videos um I totally did like a 360 uh but um, I definitely, I think why it took me so long to def- like share about the way that like we trained Obi was because we were so big and right. I had a couple of people who, so if people reached out to me and they asked me what I did, how did you get him to walk snake on the leash or how did you do this? Or how does he have such a good recall at like six months old? Or how can you do off leash hiking with him at like five and a half months? And I would tell them like, we sent him away to a board and train. We did this, we did that. But I never like actively shared on our page, like openly Mm -hmm. never was like, this is what we did. But I I never held back if people asked me or DM'd me. So I think part of that was like, I just wanted to portray that he was like perfect without sharing how we got there. Um, and I had a friend there. So it's funny when I started Obi's Instagram, like I found these people who had puppies the same exact age as Obi. And now none of them really are active on Instagram. I still talk to them occasionally, but like my friends have definitely differed from like when I first started it. And one of them was like, don't ever share that you use an e-collar on him because if people find out like you're going to get so much hate. And so 
that was definitely like, I was definitely a little scared of that. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to get that. I had such positive feedback and um, yeah. So, but then I was like, basically like, kind of like, fuck it. You know, this (laughs) is what we did. This is what worked for us. Why am I holding back? Why am I not sharing this? And I felt really like when I, so I didn't follow too many balanced training accounts, but the ones that I did follow um, had reactive dogs, had dogs that had behavioral issues. And I felt like I got to a point where I was like, I don't think that this training should just be for these types of dogs. Like, I know that a lot of people who have reactive dogs who have behavioral issue dogs do go the balanced training route. But also I have no issues with OB and we went the balance training route and I didn't want, I wanted people to see that like it, it can work for any type of dog. It shouldn't just be like this last, last ditch effort in mm-hmm. the training. Like you can start balance training, whatever you want to call it as young as like six months old. Right. And there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. So how were you introduced to like the e-collar or do you use a prong collar as well with him? So I do. Yes and no. Like not all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, He did. We did teach him how to heal on a prong collar. Mm -hmm. That's how he was taught. So the reason I got into balance training where like rather the board and train was because it was a pandemic. All of our puppy classes were canceled. We couldn't get into group classes. Um, We were. I was. I'm thankful that we had, we lived in an apartment, com- I mean, we still live in an apartment complex, but we live in a different one now. But the one that we lived in had a good group of dogs um, that would do like, there was a field right behind our mm-hmm. apartment and they would meet at the end of the day and all of these dogs would play together. And for the most part, they were all very neutral dogs. Um, there was like a mini schnauzer, a golden doodle. Uh, there was a black German shepherd. There was a Portuguese water dog there's a, a variety of different dogs. And so we started bringing Obi to that field at like, I want to say 12 weeks. And he started playing with those dogs. So he, in the aspect of socialization, he was socialized yeah, per se. You know what I mean? He was around other dogs. He was playing with other dogs at a very young age. So we were lucky in that sense, but I could only do so much and I could only find out so much through YouTube and Instagram and without never having a dog before I was like, I need something more. Mm -hmm. So we, we, somebody that I knew from high school, I, she was a balance trainer and um, I reached out to her and she was like, Oh, let's do a board and train. And I was like, let's do it you know like I feel like I've done as much as I possibly can with the resources that I have and I kind of felt like stuff like I didn't know how to move forward and we pulled on the leash so bad it was horrible even at like five months old it was like he was dragging us to Timbuktu like wherever Mm -hmm. he wanted to go he was going was it like he was just excited and like, oh, yeah, it was just, you oh, know, yeah. just set in his ways of like, he wanted yeah. to get somewhere and he was going to get there whenever yeah. he we, wanted to get there. <laughs> we only put in a harness on him. So he only wore a harness when he, right. before he went to board and train. So, you know, that was really helping things. Mm-hmm. Um, and also he was nipping our ankle, like the hurting, you would run and the hurting was out of control and the cat, like he hurted the cat all the time. So we just didn't know how to like correct that other than putting him in his X pen or putting him in his crate. It's like, how else are we supposed to correct this dog? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So we signed him up. He went away and he was gone for two weeks. And when we brought him home, it was like a night and day difference. It was like, oh my gosh, where did that crazy little puppy go? Because this dog is a perfect angel. And I like never wanted that to go away. So everything that she told us to do and stay on top of, I was like, I'm going to do this because he's perfect right now. Right. And I don't want that to disappear. And um, so the boarding train was the best thing, the best decision we ever made. Like, I do not regret it at all. Um, do I wish I could do puppy classes and group classes with him when he was little? Sure, of course. But I didn't have that option. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we just, the opportunity we didn't. just so, wasn't there because of the pandemic. It was literally not there. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's how I got involved in balance training per se. 
Um, and if it wasn't for that, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would have, I don't right. know. I have people ask me all the time. They're like, well, do you like, he doesn't, he's not reactive. He doesn't mm-hmm. have behavioral issue. Like, do you think you could have trained him using R plus only? And I'm like, yeah, probably, probably. But do I think that he would be as well trained as he is now? No, I don't. Right. I don't think he would be as good as he is. Like, I just don't. I think that using an e-collar, using a prong collar really brushed up those obedience skills and mm-hmm. made him into the dog that he is today. So. Right. And it's just like such clear communication between exactly. you and Obi. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's how we got involved in that. That's training. so interesting. Like yeah. I, I never really knew that because I knew yeah, that nobody does. wasn't yeah. reactive. <laughs> Um, in like the sense of like dog reactive or like fearful. And I've always wondered like, how did they get into balance training? Yeah, It makes sense that it was just like an acquaintance that was a dog trainer. That was that type of, that used that methodology. So that makes sense. So you said like, whenever he came home, he was like this perfect angel and like, you never wanted him to change. So have you ever like experienced like any regression periods with him? Or do you feel like you've always been really on top? No, 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 no. He, when we went through that teenage phase, I would say from eight to 10 months, he definitely tested boundaries. Like Mm -hmm. his recall, like we would be off leash hiking and he'd just be like, oh, you called me? Like there's a squirrel. So no, Um, luckily he's e-collar trained. So we were able to like correct immediately. It wasn't like, oh no, what do we do? Um, And he definitely went through like some weird fear period yeah well at least like whenever you did go through that like teenage period like he was trained to the point that like you knew how to properly correct him and redirect him in such a way that like it didn't get worse because the eight to eight month to like 12 month period with Layla was the worst ever and that's like when I was just really struggling with like dog ownership as a whole she was testing boundaries and like I had no idea how to, what to do, what to do, how to train her, like how to yeah. get over some of these fears. And Bobby, my, my fiance had just made this work change and like, he was gone like for weeks at a time. And I was yeah. by myself with her. It was a lot, it was a lot to deal with. Yeah. So yeah. it's, um, what, what age did Obi go to the board and train? Like six months? Is Five that and a half months. Okay. Five and a half, like almost six months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So have you, you kind of mentioned like the negative side effects or negative stigma that might come with sharing about balanced training. Have yeah. you seen any of that since you started sharing that on your Instagram? Oh, yeah. I For mean, sure. I, get seen negative, <laughs> I get negative DMs. Um, I've actually, you know, the comments. So it, I will say that when I first started getting them, it was like, I it just puts you in the mindset and it's like, Oh my gosh, what did I do? Um, now I just don't even, I just don't bother with them. Half the time I don't respond. If I do respond, it's like, try to educate. And then half the time they don't want to be educated. They just want to prove that you're wrong and they're right. Uh, it's not worth it. It's not worth my mental energy or anything. Um, unless they actually want to learn more. Um, I don't, I just don't bother with it. It's, engagement at that point so you know that's that's all I look at it as I definitely had some really weird dms like I would say it happened like two or so months ago I actually like had made a post after somebody like messaged me about doing agility with Obi and how I was making my dog deteriorate and it's like torture to force them to do dog sports oh that's a hot that was yeah that was a wild one it was like really this is, this is what you, I immediately blocked and deleted because I'm not, that's again, that is not worth my time and energy to even go down that road. I mean, it definitely happens, but I feel like it happens less now. There's, unless like one of my reels starts going viral or something, then like I get a bunch of them. But for the most part, I feel like everybody that follows me knows what we're about. And if they don't, then I don't know. You're living under a rock because 
I'm not shy in sharing about it. So yeah, I would say yes and no. Like it definitely did affect me, but I don't think it affects me too mm-hmm. much anymore. anymore. Yeah. Whenever you were like first starting to see it, did it ever make you feel like you wanted to just like quit Instagram? Like, was it that bad on your mental health? Because it's been that bad for me before. <laughs> I don't know if I like necessarily wanted to like quit, but I just was like, I don't know if I want to continue posting about this. Like, right. And then just like second guess everything that I did or like, what, did I really want to do this? Was this really a path I wanted to take? But um, I've also had so many people, well, I wouldn't say so many, but a decent amount of people who were like so anti-e-caller, like reach out to me and just be like, you really like showed me that this isn't, you know, so clearly Obi is a very happy dog. Like Mm -hmm. you can't deny that. You can't deny that he's not like living his absolute best life. Um, so for somebody to be like, yeah, he's tortured and abused. It's like, wh- what, who, what dog are you looking at right now? Right. Like, what, what are you looking at? Um, and just people are like, that. I've never like actually knew what, how the tools were used or like how to properly use them or how to properly condition them. Because I feel like you always hear the horror stories, like people who aren't educated hear the absolute worst stories about these tools. And sure, in the wrong hands, they can be used really, really wrong and they can mm-hmm. be used incorrectly. And I mean, but like you can use a regular leash incorrectly. You can use a right. cat collar incorrectly. Anything can be used incorrectly. So just, you know, all I want to do is just educate. And I feel like I've done that. And so yeah, for I sure, I think you have too. feel good about it. So well, yeah. it's, it's crazy to me that somebody said that you were mm-hmm. a bad dog yeah. mom for putting your dog in agility. I'm sure yeah. you've probably been told you're a bad dog mom for using an e-collar. Yeah. So yeah. shame on you, yeah. Lizzie. You are a bad Literally. dog mom. <laughs> the worst. The, the absolute worst. Yeah. I, I do think, not center my entire life around him at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite here recently that I've gotten was uh, they hoped that my dog would run away. Because I use Stop an e collar and right yeah, they said, I hope your dog runs away. And I wanted so badly to comment back and be like, well, we'll make sure that that doesn't happen because she does have her e collar on. <laughs> the audacity of people. Like, I, I thought that that one was like, I was like, that I've never been told that before. Like, because I've never what? been if told. If she runs away, she's going to live a much better life without me. Right. Like, we- <laughs> Really? Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's probably been my favorite so far because it's just like so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That one's, that one's been good. Yeah. That's a good one. I know. Right. So the other thing that you like talk about a lot on your Instagram is dog sports and how that's helped your relationship with Obi and like all the fun, different things and trials that you get to do with that. So yeah. I want to know so, what your favorite is and then what you think okay. Obi's favorite is. Yeah. Um, I think that both of our favorites is agility. It's, okay. He is, I feel like, well, it depends. I mean, like he gets different levels of excitement um, for the different sports, but so I don't know. He, I think I would say agility, like he's, we've been doing it the longest and like he knows as soon as we say you want to go to agility like he that's where he's going and he is so excited and he like pulls me to the door so the thing about I think something that like a lot of people like don't understand I'm very for and I advocate for balanced training tools but like when it comes to dog sports like Mm -hmm. all of that obedience besides like you know what he's supposed to do and doing it correctly but like that healing or you're not allowed to bark or you're not allowed to do anything bad just kind of like goes out the window because right because I want you want them drive. to be exci- excited yeah. and have that drive exactly. yeah for sure yeah so I don't know if you saw like we were at Dr. Irene trial this past weekend and I posted a video of OB like at the trial like barking his head off and like just jumping like a maniac and um I got a couple of people that are like you actually let him act like that I'm like yeah because he's excited 
I want him to build that drive to like be excited to do this. I don't ever want to shut him down in that environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that like confuses people a little because I think they're like, well, you want Obi to be perfect. And it's like, he's, he's not not being perfect. He's just being right. the type of dog he should be in that type of environment. So. Right. And you determine like what is appropriate and what yeah, is inappropriate. Exactly. So I think like that's a big factor that people don't remember. Right. Yeah. If he was aggressively barking and growling and like trying to bite me or something like then Yeah. Obviously I'm going to shut that down immediately. But like he was doing this, it's kind of like a scream and it was like a howl and like, <laughs> oh my God, I was like, just, you know, and people are like looking at me. I'm like, he's excited. Okay. He's really mm-hmm. excited. And they all laugh because half of the dogs are doing the same exact thing because they're all so excited to get up there. So dog diving is really fun in the sense that it's like, for us, it's like very, no, like we don't have big goals. I mean, if we do, I don't know, rank or go to regionals or nationals, that would be amazing, but that's not my goal. Like Mm -hmm. for us, dog diving is just purely for fun. It is that fun, like don't really care as long as we're both having fun. Not that I feel that way about agility. We both should have fun, but like I have definitely have higher goals set for agility Mm -hmm. than I do for um, dock diving and fast cat is also just like one of those really fun things like you know it's not I'm not hoping like maybe we'll get our fcat one day but it's not like I'm going to go to every single trial and try to get that so right yeah agility do and you do any other sports like is um, rally considered a sport or it is no? yeah yeah okay. it is yeah I do not do that I started um we did classes when he was like uh six months old it's, it's so boring to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot more exciting. And the thing is, is like, I feel like I'm already so busy with the stuff that we're involved in. So we train twice a week for agility. And um, dock diving just started, we actually it will, well, it would have started in April, but we went out to Pittsburgh, they had an indoor dock. So we started a little bit earlier. But Dock diving is all summer and then it stops in September because of the weather, well, the area, obviously. And then we do fast cat in the fall because I don't like to do it in the summer because dogs can overheat and I'm not trying to kill Obi. This is not a sport that I really like care about per se. So we usually do fast cats in the fall, dock diving in the summer and agility we do all year round. Um, And I want to try barn hunt maybe this fall, Mm -hmm. but the place that I found is like an hour and 15 minutes away from us. So I finally found a place. So I might try classes in the fall. But again, like, it's really just finding the time because we're already so busy with everything else. Right. And then like, on top of that, while I love the dog sport world, I still have a life and a husband and friends and like a social life. And like, I don't want to like, I don't think I'll ever be the type of person that's going to trials every single weekend. Like, that'll just mm-hmm. never be me. Like, I do love it and I care about it. But, like, at the end of the day, I still want to have a life and, you know, a relationship. <laughs> so, right. You know. Do you ever feel like you've had to, to like, reprioritize or balance it at all whenever, yeah. like, yeah. going through the past, I guess, uh, two years now with OB? Yeah. Um, like I know there were, there have been points with me and Layla that I was just like, so dedicated to her training that I would like skip out on things to train Layla. Have you ever felt like that before? Um, yes and no. I feel like, so there was a couple of times where I was, I scheduled a couple of trials. Like, I think I did three trials or in a month or two trials, Mm -hmm. but they were two day trials. And I felt like that was way too much. Like, I was gone all day long. And then by the time I came home, I was literally mentally exhausted, could, you know, didn't want to do anything else. And I was like, that's too, like, that might be too much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because then it's just, I love OB. And I know that I like at the end of the day, like, I should not just be doing things for him, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yes. I know some people learn how to balance it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, while I do have goals, like, I do want to get titles and stuff. Like, I just don't, I don't want to, like, stop living my life either. Because mm-hmm. I want, you know what I mean? And I think you can get very caught up in that. Like, you can, there's, right. I could literally sign up for a trial every single weekend if I wanted to. I could do agility. I could do fast cut starts in literally two weeks. 
Um, and then agility is every single weekend I could find within an hour from me an agility trial to go to. And once stock diving season picks up in our area, I could, there's a trial almost every other weekend. So you could really fill up your entire life with dog events. And, um, but I don't know, that's not, that's not a life I like, I think my husband would divorce me. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> like, you know, that's funny, but like, not like right. you have like, a relationship with me or you're right. dog. you know, right. yeah. Yeah. Did you marry Obi or did you marry me? I think that's so hard whenever you are like first trying to navigate, like yeah, having a dog because they do yeah. take up a lot of time. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, like I, I like training Layla. I feel like yeah. you also really like training yeah. Obi. I love it. And so it's yeah. like a pastime almost. And so like a hobby and whenever you just like it so much, it's just like, you want to do I it all the time. Doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I but I like, do know some people who I've talked to that I know, like just in general, who've like already started getting in like arguments and fights with their significant others. And I'm just like, yikes, like you, mm-hmm. we are 30 years old. Our lives are just starting pretty much. Like we're just, you know, like I, that's not, I have my whole life to do this. Like most of the people in my classes are 60 plus, like, because they usually do this after they retire and I just happened to start a lot earlier than a lot of people in the sport. Um, so, and there, uh, one of my, I call her my best friend, but she's kind of like a grandmother to me. She's been amazing. She's been like a mentor. She just turned 72 and she runs two dogs and she's getting her wow. third dog in June. Um, she has field lying Goldens and she's amazing. She does distance handling and watching her is like a literal dream but um, she's 72 and she's still running two dogs and getting another one. So like, right. I have time. I have my whole life. Yeah. Whole life to do this. That's like something exactly. that I didn't think about at first too. And I did get really caught up with training yeah. Layla and it did like, I didn't know how to set my boundaries with yeah. like training yeah. Layla and having a life and like being yeah. in a relationship and all these different things. And it did really affect me at times and affect yeah. like my mental health. Like I yeah. will admit it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's good to hear like that other people like see that it could happen and like yeah. knew how to prevent it. And yeah. like whenever they first saw it or first exactly. recognized it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that is, that is the dog sport world. I love it. I love agility. I really hope I can get our boss one day, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when it happens. You know, I'm not yeah. like trying to rush everything. So I love yeah. learning about it. It is. Yeah. It's, I, I really want to, so I don't know if you follow Gus, the golden retriever. They're really into dock diving. He's actually this year. I think he's going to be ranked four in the country and dock diving wow. out of golden retrievers. Yeah. And she, she does all these info posts, like, you know, like carousel posts on Instagram about oh, like yeah. explaining more about like dock diving. And she's like, you really need to do more on agility because like explaining the titles and explaining like mm-hmm. the different levels. And, um, I was like, that's a good idea because dog sports is, it is so complicated. Even when I first started, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't even know where to begin. If it wasn't for the for sure in my class who have done it for like 20 plus years, like I would have been so lost. So mm-hmm. yeah. Even like knowing what breed might be best for what sport. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like herding breeds, like they're kind of geared more towards the agility. Oh and yeah. Then, you yeah. Know, the terriers are good for barn hunt. Barn hunt. Yeah. 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 So it's like, even knowing little things like that can be really, really helpful in the dog world. And even what, so I do do two classes a week and I do it with different instructors. And what I found with the different instructors is like my one instructor on Tuesday nights is really great at like handling, but like handling OB. She has border collies. She's always had border collies. So very similar to Aussies. And, um, I mean, my other trainer has a border collie now, but she is just like really good at telling me like, this is exactly what you need to do with Obi. And my other trainer is really good at like the specific handling things, but not overall like 
what's specific to him. Like she's gotcha. She's good at explaining agility as a whole, but like she's more or less, I don't want to say terrible because she's a great instructor too. She knows so, so much, but like she doesn't know how to deal with like, she's, I don't think she's really great at explaining things to green handlers, like people who have just started out. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, did you say yes, green my, handlers? Yes. Yeah, so we're called. So is green. that like beginner level? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're both green. Like he's green, I'm green. This is my first time. It's his first time. So when gotcha. I start with baby dog number two, when we do start getting into sports, I won't be green anymore, but the dog will be. So I'll be like a okay. little bit more experienced. So that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So like you say that doing dog sports have really helped your relationship with OB. Can you explain that like a little bit further? So, um, I feel like personally for myself, I struggled a lot. I'm a people pleaser. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, and I like to say yes. And like, just do everything that everybody wants you to and, um, not say no and not really stand up for myself. Like yes and no, but like not really well, not really Mm -hmm. well. And, um, I think by like having OB, training OB, like going through everything for him, I like learned how to stand up for him, advocate for him, um, tell people, no, your dog can't say hi to my dog or no, you can't come up and pet my dog. And no, we're doing this. And like, please stay away. And no, your three little kids can't come and rush my dog and stuff like that. And then like personally for myself, it was like, I'm doing all of this amazing things for Obi. Like I'm making sure that he's like successful and I'm advocating and setting boundaries for him, but like not setting boundaries for myself and my personal life. Mm -hmm. I have felt this exact same way before. Yeah. And I just like, was like, why, why am I not doing that? Like, no, I can tell that person no. And I don't care if they're family. I don't care if they're a friend. Like I like for myself personally, for me now in this mental state that I'm in, like, no, I can't do that. Or no, I don't want to talk about that. Or no, I don't want to see you. And no, I don't think that what you said was the correct thing. And I'm going to say what I think. And if you disagree with me, well, then that's fine too. And so um, I think in that aspect, it's made me grow more as a person, like, Mm -hmm. and just be better about standing up for myself. And you think because like, you've grown in that way, as a person, you've been able to like, really help OB. Yeah. Which, and I feel like, I feel like knowing yourself and being yeah. like self-aware and yeah. secure with yourself helps yeah. your relationships, like no matter what. Yeah. And like being confident, I think like it's mm-hmm. also helped with like my confidence. I don't like, even in the dog sport world aspect of things, like I never really did sports in high school. High school was also like a really dark place for me. And like, just I feel like growing up also like being a twin, I never really had like my own identity because we're identical twins. We're always together. We were just the twins and like um, just being able to like, I don't know, really grow as a person. I really think Obi helped me with that. Like Mm. finding like things that I really enjoy doing. Like I really enjoy doing agility. I really love training him. And I like there's so many different things that I love about all of it. And, um, just like growing, like growing, just really Uh like personally growing as a person and, um, becoming more of an individual, I guess, and like knowing who I am and like also gaining confidence. Like you're doing a jelly trial in front of, there's like 350 people at a trial and you're out there in that ring by yourself with your dog running and, it can be a total shit show or it can go great, but like, you know, you have to have some type of confidence. You can't go mm-hmm, out there and like, sure. because especially with that, with Obi, with, with the breed, like they, he feeds off of my like energy. So if I'm, I don't know if I'm not showing that I'm confident or I'm go out there and I have, I act like, I don't know what to do. He's going to act the same way. So it'll mm-hmm. transfer right to him. But yeah. Did I answer that? Right. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you did for sure. Yeah. You can answer it however you, yeah. however your little heart <laughs> desires. Yeah. <laughs> so have you ever like had a bad day going into an agility trial? Yeah. And then like, 
if you are having a bad day, like how do you kind of prep yourself so that it doesn't transfer to OB in the ring? How does it? Um, it does. And it's just sometimes, and this is something I definitely need to work on. I've gotten a lot better, but mm-hmm. I know my, it's just, it's so hard. It's so hard to get out of your head sometimes. And then right. like, and then if he does the slightest thing wrong, then I'm just like, well, fuck this. Like I, you know, why are we even doing this? Why are we even out here? I feel like I put all this time and energy. You were great on Tuesday and now mm-hmm. you're just not, but like he's, he's frustrated because I'm not present. I'm not, I'm not there. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not guiding him the way I should be. And I probably didn't cue him the right way. And so, and a, a lot of the people in my agility classes and like that I do stuff with, they're like, take a deep breath. Like, it's fine. Like, you're, what are you supposed to be doing right now? You're supposed to be having fun. Like, you're not having fun. He's not having fun. He's frustrated. You're frustrated. Go in the back room, take a deep breath, get a drink of water, come back out here. I feel like it's like, it's such a cliche thing, but it's like, you know, you like leave everything on the side of the field, like whatever your baggage is that day, like just leave it wherever. And like, when you go in there, just have fun, you know, cause that's all you're supposed to be doing. And like, just try to get out of your head, but it's, it's hard. I'm like such an in my head person. So me too, you know, it's, and it's especially not easy when you have a dog that just like, feeds off of your energy. So then I right. get even more frustrated. And I'm sure you have had experiences like that with Layla. So mm-hmm. yeah, that like really reminds me, I danced in high school and college. I, yeah. And so, you know, I would do like maybe having a bad day, but you put it on pause for yeah. a hot second while yeah. you do your dance. Exactly. But I really yep. feel like while I was dancing, I like got out a lot of the like frustration or like yeah. anger or whatever emotion I was going through while I was dancing, because it just like does take that like physical energy, but then you also have that like, like logical thinking behind it. Like I have to like point my feet or like I have to straighten my leg or like whatever the case may be. And so you probably have a bit of that too with agility because it's the physical movement, the active, but then you have to think like logically, what am I supposed to do next? (laughs) I feel like it's very similar. Oh, it is. It's so similar. It's, and that's the one thing I do love so much about agility is like, unlike dog diving, unlike bass, unlike barn hunt, even like you're not out there, like you're out there with them. And Mm -hmm. if you don't, cue them right if you don't go over like you don't uh, walk the course correctly and you think you're supposed to do one thing and you should have done another like it can mess both of you up and it, it's so it's a lot of like mental preparation and like just running because he I swear he gets faster He's so fast <laughs> he gets faster and faster and faster and I do not so you know like <laughs> learning to keep up with him that way we're getting better at distance, but it's mm-hmm. still, it's still something that we're working on. So yeah. That's funny. He yeah. gets faster, but you don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So switching gears a little bit, you did mention yeah. that you are going to do, or going to bring home a puppy, puppy. next year. Yes, Super exciting. Yes. So are you, a couple questions. Are you on a wait list? Like, do you know what so, breed? Yes, and I know then, what breed. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. So like what breed if you're on a wait list and then like what is there if anything, like is there anything that you're going to do differently with this new puppy? Everything differently? Um, No, I do plan on doing a lot of things differently. Um, We're not on a wait list per se because the thing about reputable breeders is they plan their litters and they have people before the litter happens basically so like Mm -hmm. it's not like they have a litter of puppies and then they're like trying to scramble to find people uh no deposits it's just keeping in touch with the breeder she'll keep in touch with me uh the the mom is supposed to go in heat in October so um the puppies will be born it'll pretty much be the same timeline as OB um puppies will be born in like January and then we'll bring puppy home in March um not sharing what type of dog we're getting yet because that's like okay. a fun secret that I like want to keep totally you know, fine who knows you, if I'm you know, gonna like actually, if it's gonna be a boy or a girl it's gonna be a girl we have the name okay. already picked out yeah we do want to get a girl just because not that Ubi is like super dominant or anything but they do say that like when getting a second dog um girl boy works better so yeah and if we were to get yeah. another one it would yeah. be a boy yeah 
and he loves Chessie. Him and Chessie get along so well, obviously Rachel's dog. And I just think it'll be a good fit. Um, Obi and I after are so, so attached to each other that I don't know if I want another boy dog. Like, even though mm-hmm. I think he would be fine, like, I don't know, he just has such a special place in my heart. So I don't like, I don't, not that I'm replacing him, but I don't want, I don't know, you know what I mean? So yeah, and then as far as doing things differently, I plan on doing all of the training myself. We're not going to do a board and train. I am going to do puppy classes and we will probably do like group classes just for socialization purposes only. But um, as far as like e-collar conditioning and all of that, I plan on doing all of that myself because mm-hmm. I think I'm fully capable. Um, I plan on like, we didn't really let some dogs say hi to Obi on leash when he was a puppy as I'm sure we all did. And so mm-hmm. none of that is going to ever happen. Um, just being more like advocate for the puppy space more so than I did for Obi starting out. Um, it's not like we went a whole lot of places when he was younger because everything was shut down. Right. But somebody said hi and he was settled and I would just be like, sure. And then he would not be settled. And then it would take me another 15 minutes to get him settled again. So just stuff like that, like really little things overall as a whole and then like more like I focused a lot on tricks with Obi when he first came home like so many tricks and just Mm -hmm. more focusing on like obedience and relationship building because um I think that's super important especially since the puppy that we plan on getting is going to be a port prospect so I just want to have that relationship built from the start Mm -hmm. and then also starting more foundation work for agility and just sports in general way younger than we ever started with Obi. So yeah. Yeah. That was going to be my next question. If you didn't say anything about sports, I was going to say, yeah. are you going to start things earlier yeah. on? Yes, we are. We are on. So uh, the list that we are, well, list, but the, mm-hmm. we are going to get the number one sport prospect pick. So we are, oh, okay. we are going to get a sport dog. She's, it's going to awesome. be a performance dog. So yeah, very excited. That's yeah. really, really neat that you can like work with the breeder to be yeah. able to like pick out what is yeah. best suited for you. Yeah, I actually, I, so I, I went through like a list of like 15 breeders and then I like narrowed it down to like 10 that I reached out to and then face I like basically sent them like a whole bio of me myself like information about OB what I'm looking for and I kind of like based on that response like was narrowed the list down even more and then I like Mm -hmm. narrowed it down to like five and then just back and forth communication like and then it and then it came down to health clearances and health like previous health testing and like or anything that they had in the the lines um and uh then like just really really like who was who seemed genuine who seemed like they really cared and then kind of look to like that also had like a little bit of it but like when I looked so when I looked for the breeder I was like really I did my research I did all of my research and I really plan on trying to like share more about that because Obi is not from a great breeder um terrible would never really they're like well okay to be fair I don't think she's the worst breeder out there um Mm -hmm. she does now do genetic testing but she didn't when we got Obi um but she she does breed dogs that have had like that are not clear for like all of the uh, eyes, like just hip, breeding hip dysplasia like, and different yeah, things like yeah, that yeah. so okay. you know you can test for that stuff and you can see that it's there but if you're still breeding those dogs like come on come on and she let dogs go home really super early and mm-hmm. she has so many litters it's, I could go on but you know like we live and we learn and like right. I said there's definitely worse breeders out there but like definitely not I would never recommend her. Like when people are like, where did you get OB? And I'm like, I'm so sorry, but I just don't feel comfortable saying that because I can't recommend mm-hmm. her as a breeder. So, you know, yeah. Some person might look at her and be like, oh, she's great. She's good enough for me. But like I personally, what I know now could never, could never do that. So. Right. Yeah. Well, that's like good that you have become more educated. Right. And yeah. because you thought that you were like doing it all 
perfect. I, Whenever you first got Ovi, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah. Hearing all the things that you had had like prepped before yeah. you even got him, like the sitter and the, yeah, yeah. the daycares, like all of that, like you were really prepared. I was. Ovi. It was very, but that's also me as a person. I'm a very type A person. Like I'm mm-hmm. so organized and like list on list on list. Like, you know, like when I, do something big in life it's not like spontaneous it's like months and months and months of planning like so that's also just me but mm-hmm. I did. it's funny because that's what your sister said too she was like I was yeah. really prepared but then yeah. like I also wasn't prepared yeah yeah <laughs> Rachel she literally had no idea what she was getting herself into but yeah we're also that's how we are so different like if you we vary like in so many different ways but personality wise like my patience level is like up here and Rachel's patience level is this big literally like that big like she has zero patience like she does but she doesn't like especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to like and when she gets frustrated she gets really frustrated it's funny that's how we're so different whereas like when people ask me they're like what was terrible about puppyhood and I'm like literally nothing like I loved everything of it yeah like and then for her she was like, she's like I, I cried every day yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so. really funny that I got to talk to both of you like in such short like yeah. in such a short period of time because yeah. um sh- short period of time in between just because like I am able to like compare the differences and yeah. it's it's funny no but I am I am super excited I hope that Obi doesn't hate me and get super jealous but it is happening and it's We'll see if I can keep it a secret, but I'm very excited. (laughs) I'm sure you are. So to wrap everything up, I want to know what does having a dog mom mentality mean to you? Okay. So for this, I did write this out. Um, So I said, giving my dog a fulfilling life, setting boundaries for Obi and always setting him up to be successful, but also creating boundaries in my personal life and making sure making sure that I'm always taking care of myself and being mindful of like my mental state because that can transfer into him. So, right. So, so true. And I think like, even how you said, like you learned more about yourself as an individual yeah, and like set yourself apart with the dog training stuff, but I'm yeah. sure that like gave you confidence to set you apart in other ways and, oh, yeah. and in There's other probably areas. Probably ways I don't well. even realize, you know, right. But, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Especially with being a twin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the best thing in the world. And also like, I don't want to say it held us back, but like almost in a way it held us back. Like we just, we never had that. We never had the opportunity to like really identify as individual people. So mm-hmm. especially being identical, like it's just right. It, and we were in, um, so we went to private school until high school and then high school, we went to public school which was a huge transition and was horrible. And I would never, we went from a class of 60 to a class of 632. So drastic. And um, we were always together in private school. We were in the same classes, like literally always together. And then when we got to public school, they totally split us up. We weren't allowed to be in anything the same. So it was hard. It was really hard. And we also like went in and we literally knew no one. So Uh got thrown in this public school. You're separated from your twin that you've never been separated from. And also there's like 600 people in your class. So go have fun. Right. That's a huge class. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So was that also in Philadelphia? Like, have you always lived uh, in the Philly area? Well, like the suburbs, but yeah. Uh, where I grew up, I grew up like 20 minutes away from where I live now. And ironically, okay. Rachel actually lives like five minutes. They bought a house like five minutes from where we went to high school. So, okay. So yeah. you guys have yeah. like stayed in the same area. Yes, we have. Yeah. We've gotcha. always been in this area. Yeah. I do like the area, but it's also like where my whole family still lives. And I'm pretty close with my family. So right. we just, we stay close. Well, yeah. it all worked out because you yeah. had your trainer from high school. Circling back to the beginning, you had your trainer from, or your friend from yeah. high school. That's a trainer. And yeah, now you're here. And, and now amazing. I have the OG. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I had such oh a gosh. good time thank talking you for with having you. Me. Yeah. Of course. Thank you, thank you. Can you tell everyone where to find you and Obi on social yeah. media? 
So our Instagram name is ob underscore the Aussie pup. And we're on TikTok, but I've only put two TikToks. I like tried to do TikTok. And then I was like, I don't know if I really want to. This is a not, I don't know if this is a road I want to go down, but you can find us on Instagram at ob underscore the Aussie pup. So yeah. Amazing. Perfect. Yes. So follow for all of your dog sport <laughs> knowledge. Yeah. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate oh, it. You. And yes. I hope you have a great night. Yes, you as well. Have some fun with Layla outside. Oh, yeah. I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. My name is Caroline. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Dog Mom Mentality. And if you haven't already, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And if nothing else, I hope you get to play with your dog today.